Well, it's the day after the nation's biggest game, and we caught it all. All the commercials, that is. So stick around as we talk about the Super Bowl 2020 commercial discussion. Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. Welcome, straight shooters. Today is the day after the 2020 Super Bowl, and we are here today to discuss all of the good, the bad, and the what were they thinking commercials <laughs> from Super Bowl X, no, L-I-V. Yes, that's 54. Roman numerals for 54. We had to look it up. So, uh, otherwise I just thought it was like Super Bowl Live. You know, what do I know? Okay, but we have all of the commercials uh we are not going to talk about all of the commercials today. No, no. Some of them aren't worth talking about. <laughs> I've taken them and kind of broken them down into categories. Mm. So we'll talk about them from a category perspective. Um, and I'm only including the ones that really kind of jumped out at us. Um, we First off, we never count the filler spots. That's the ones that are for... Oh, you can tell which ones are filler yeah, spots. The ones that are for the... the Television stations, the the network that Box. they that they didn't didn't sell, therefore they have filler spots in there, and uh, some of them were just not special or not good. <laughs> so, so we won't be talking about those either. But we will go through kind of lumped in these categories and talk about the, our favorite ones from those categories. Now, the thing that you need to remember is that these spots cost $5.6 million each. That's a lot of scratch. And that's ad time. That, that doesn't, not production costs. That doesn't include the production costs, which might be the, you know, all of the crew that shot it, the director that shot it, the set design, the costuming. Oh, let's don't forget the celebrity endorsement fees. Those, so... Yeah, very expensive, uh, which is why we all get together at Super Bowl and, and watch this. Is it's kind of, uh, you know, it's the 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 two best football uh, teams in the the country, but it's also all the biggest brands in the country coming together yeah. and to duke it out Showing and to see off. who has the best the best spots. So let's jump right into it. What the first category that I want to talk about is actually um, what I think is the best category this year. Um, and I'm going to start off with one that was leaked a little early. Weren't they all leaked and early? Some, a lot of them were. No. It's the, the, the special that used to be mm -hmm. Super Bowl the and the mystery is yeah. not the same as I it was. I think the majority of them came out on the 30th. I tell you, Black Friday is the same way. Black Friday doesn't have near the meaning that it used to um, because, you know, people are eager to jump right in there and, and it kind of ruins the, the mystique of the whole thing. All right, so the first one that I want to go over was one that was actually a scheme of sorts. Planters Peanuts mm -hmm. claimed that they had a Super Bowl ad before the Super Bowl so that they could then unveil their Super Bowl ad. 
Yes, kind of they tricky. set it up. They set up their so, Super Bowl ad yeah. by having a pre-ad. They had, and they claimed, if you look on YouTube, it claims it is the Super Bowl ad, but it did not run during the Super Bowl. And what it was was Mr. Peanut dies. The death of Mr. Peanut. And Mr. Peanut dies sacrificing himself for two people, one of them, which was Wesley Snipes, and the other one is some amazing actor, I'm sure, whose name I do not know, nor does anyone else. <laughs> but he's a great guy, I'm sure. He's got wonderful family members who love him. However, the only one we recognize is Wesley Snipes. Yes. Now, that was a setup, again, to their Super Bowl ad. Now, when they played their Super Bowl ad, there's a couple of things about it that we need to make note of. The biggest one is that they were taking advantage of a social media occurrence that was very special to the hearts of many people. They recognized it and duplicated it. And that is Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is extremely popular. So, with the death of Mr. Peanut, they have Baby Peanut. Baby Peanut, who sounds like a dolphin for a while, <laughs> and then all of yes. a sudden is like, no, nah, just kidding, where's my monocle? <laughs> now, what they, they do in this spot, if you look, it's in the co-branding category. Now, it's there because you have you know, the Kool-Aid Man and Mr. Clean is at the funeral. So, it's got other... People that other mascots, I guess, that are at the funeral when all of a sudden the baby peanut comes to life and talks like a dolphin for a little while. So it didn't do anything for me. I mean, I know that everybody was wigging out about Mr. Peanut dying. I think they would have done better if it had been a series in the Super Bowl. Like in the first part of the Super Bowl, they killed off Mr. Peanut. And then later on in the Super Bowl, they had the funeral uh, and revealing of Baby Peanut. That would have been more impactful than the leak before the Super Bowl, which, because the death of Mr. Peanut was, it, it was a big deal. A bigger deal than Baby Peanut was, I, I, I think. What do, what do you guys think? That's, that's my Yeah, opinion. I think I would have preferred it if the Super Bowl ad itself was Mr. Peanut, you know, bucking the kick it, so to speak. That would have been cool enough for me. So, all right. So, the next one, speaking of series... The one that I think probably did best throughout the entire Super Bowl was the Tide Later series. Mm. Now, I have this one marked under co-branding as well because it is very, very co-branded. The entire series is, is of, of these ads is co-branded. Now, if you don't know what I mean by series... Um, we often in social media, we will do a series, a, a, a bunch of posts that go together. Well, Tide and other companies did a bunch of spots throughout the Super Bowl that all went together. And they're co-branded to make it more economical to do so. So this is a Tide commercial, but it also has Bud Light in it. Mm -hmm. It has uh, um, the series. also has Wonder Woman. Um, it, so it, it has all these different people that are helping to pay for the masked singer, the ad. Yes, the max masked singer was in it. I think it also made for a very interesting little mini drama that we got to have throughout the whole process. Because you know, unlike a lot of other uh, TV experiences, people are nestled in for the entire breadth of all of the commercials right. from the very beginning to the to the very very end until like something else comes on after the Super Bowl. Then people are like, okay, we're done watching. 
So they capitalized on the butts and seats for that amount of time right. and dragged it on through this like little mini drama series. I thought that was really great because... You really wanted to uh, see him on his journey. You were cheerleading for him. And he would cameo in the weirdest places. So sometimes you, you could tell it was a tight ad, but then all of a sudden it's an ad for something else. And there's Charlie stuck in the corner with his laundry. Poor yeah, guy. well, when the Wonder Woman trailer came on, you just thought it's just a Wonder Woman trailer. Then all of a sudden, poof, there's there's Charlie. Yeah, same thing with the Masked Singer. All of a sudden yeah. he's just like serious. Like, like he was trapped in all of these commercials wandering around just trying to do his laundry. And then in the end, there was a wonderful resolution at the very waited to the last quarter and they were like oh i did it it's finally later and of course they're old people so it, it had a beginning mm-hmm. it had a journey and it had a, it was very very well done it that. had a cliffhanger because i forgot what the woman's name is <laughs> she but did. she ends up putting her hand back on him and getting him all restained all over again and uh, i think he pretty much just promptly keeled over and died at that moment yeah yeah um but i thought that one was good um the next one that I'll talk about uh, that goes in co-branding is Walmart. Um, Walmart did an ad actually pretty similar to the one they did last year. Last year they did a one about movies and cars that would then talk about the fact that they now have pickup that you can do uh, with the groceries and whatnot at Walmart. This one was sci-fi and people coming in from outer space. So they had, you know, Star Wars and Star Trek and uh, they had Groot and they had all of these different alien references, I guess, coming to pick up their produce. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I think that's interesting about this ad. Number one is there's two different versions. There's a regular version and an extended version. There is. And... I think it builds off last year's success. If you guys remember, last year's uh, Walmart commercial had, uh, I guess, movie cars, everything from Knight Rider to the DeLorean from Back to the Future, sliding in sideways to Walmart delivery. And that's kind of how they chose to showcase Walmart delivery last year, which actually last year was probably the best year to debut the new service from Walmart. So they're still hammering it. And uh, so instead of trying something completely different this year i think that walmart tried to kind of build upon it Mm -hmm. by not only having the delorean at the very last scene which is cool because they still had the delorean in it which let's face it that's what most of us geeked out about but they also had um you know bill from bill and ted they had flash gordon they had all of these throwbacks and the thing that I appreciate about Walmart is that they're really capitalizing on people's freak-out nostalgia. And freak-out yes. nostalgia is when something comes on the television or comes on the radio that you haven't seen or heard in a while, and you freak out. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, like, that's a good term holy for Bill and Ted. Yep. Oh my gosh, Like that's a freak-out nostalgia. And that is all consumer targeting, because their target now are people that are Gen X or... What are you again? Gen Z? I am a, I am a zennial. You're a zennial. So, yeah. So That's right. Learn it. Know it. We are uh, a small but very important fragment of society. Those are the people that have income and can spend it at Walmart. And therefore, they went into our psyche and where, you know, mm-hmm. how we grew up. It was very, very well done. Uh, I thought just the same. But you brought up another good point, which is the fact that, again, we see uh, the extended versions of commercials that are available online versus the shorter versions that are available uh, on the actual during the show. Now, there's several reasons for that. 
Uh, one, it became very popular a couple of years ago to do that. And they would actually do a, a regular spot and then they would have to be continued and you were supposed to go online to see it. They're basically driving traffic online. Um, with this, they're taking advantage of the fact that they know people are going to be searching the commercials. Mm-hmm. And if they can have something new there after the show, then that gives that commercial that much more life. So it's very smart. And some of the times, some of these that will show, the extended version is like five seconds more extended. I mean, it's it's just enough for them to say that it's an extended cut. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of them are actually quite extensive. And then there's also what we call a companion video, which is a longer video that goes with the shorter video that you saw. And we'll talk more about that uh, a bit later. But the the important thing here is you can see the extended versions uh, online, which a lot of times give a little more meaning to uh, the ones that, that you saw. Now, the other thing is for the business, this is actually more cost effective because you think you have all of these people that you're gathering together to make this big commercial, but it's really expensive to run. So you want to have only, you know, 30 seconds, 60 seconds spot, but you got all those people there. If you go ahead and shoot the extended, it gives more life to the investment that you gave without you necessarily having to pay for it to run during the NFL Super Bowl. Not to mention the creatives who are actually piecing together this ad for it to run on the Super Bowl cry and throw a fit when anything awesome hits the cutting room floor. Absolutely, just like the director's cut Right, trust me. As somebody who is a creative, (laughs) when we have a super awesome, fantastic idea that ends up hitting the cutting room floor, and which that means, of course, that it doesn't actually make it to air. It doesn't actually make it as the packaged piece of ad that shows at the Super Bowl. If that hits the cutting room floor, we get really, really sad. So it's kind of a nice way to throw bonus features in or extended ads so that those pieces can be showcased. Yep, yep, I agree. Now, the next one that I want to go over, which is the last one we're going to talk about in this co-branding category, is from... Procter and Gamble. Yes, that was a now, good one. Most people don't see ads from Procter and Gamble because Procter and Gamble is a holding company for several other brands that you know. And so what they did in this spot is they made it feature all of them. Mm-hmm. Therefore, this $5.6 million was spread out over lots of budgets. <laughs> instead a little bit of, here, instead a little of bit just there, for one. some Mr. Clean, some yeah. Capri's. Yeah. We did. We had uh, we had Bounty, we had uh, Old Spice, we had uh, Olive Olay. We had, I mean, there's lots of people that they put mm-hmm. in the spot. And of course, there was the celebrity piece with uh, Sofia Vergara. Yes, with her, uh, which I thought she did a really, really great job. Oh, she's fantastic. Uh, but she's yeah. so great because she she's so corny and cheesy and beautifully sort of naive that it made the whole mess all around her just make sense. Now, the thing that you'll notice about this ad, which you could notice about a few of the other ones as well, generally speaking, most commercials um, are 30 seconds long. They used to be, back decades ago, they were 60 seconds long. Well, this one and a few others are a minute and a half. They're 90 seconds long. Because, like I said, if you're going to do it, do it. 
And yeah. so that that's what some of these are, are are indeed longer than than normal to give them time to you know really sell the the story of what they're doing. Now what the companies will do is after the Super Bowl they will chop them down into bite-sized pieces and various, various versions and use them throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, and uh, not to go backwards, but Tide, interesting thing about the Tide commercials is, you know, we talked about Charlie popping in and out of kind of like (laughs) different ads. Some of them were 16 seconds. Yeah. Like he, that was such a short little, but but what it does is these little tiny pop-ups every now and again, all together make up like a full minute's worth of ad space, which is kind of cool, but spread out over the entire thing. All right, so the next area that I want to go into is... Cola Wars. Now, we just got done with our Coca-Cola series, and we did an episode on lessons from Coca-Cola, Cola Wars. And so this kind of lets you know, Cola Wars still happening. Holy cow, so. yes. So, yes, about the Cola Wars. I have some notes on that. Um, let's see. So, okay, so the ad was for Pepsi, actually. You know, you may recall that, um, for those of you that have not listened to the podcast, shame on you, <laughs> but that's okay. I forgive you. Now just go back and watch it. Okay. So back, if you might recall some of you that are not familiar, uh, obviously the big cola wars happened in the eighties, 90s, 80s. Yeah. Started in the seventies. Yeah. Late, late seventies. Well, um, it depends on when you want to say it started. The, it, the famous version of cola wars was in right. the eighties. Pepsi decided to poke the bear. And the bear is Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola had a stronghold on the nation as far as the cola, the cola brand of choice for all Americans. Well, Pepsi decided to poke them with a very large stick, and they've been doing that ever since. <laughs> so this ad that just came out this weekend is just so wonderful because they're still poking Coca-Cola with a very large stick. And this time... Uh, many of you are familiar with uh, Coke Zero, a brand of Coca-Cola that came out recently that's Zero Coke. Uh, I mean, it's Zero. No, it's 100% Coke. Um, <laughs> zero sugar, zero calories, uh, but it's not Diet Coke. I, I don't really know. But the difference is, is that it tastes a lot better. Coca-Cola tastes like a Coke. Diet Coke tastes like battery they, acid. I believe they've probably changed the sweetener type again. I don't care. It's delish. <laughs> Anyways, so not to be outdone. Pepsi decided to come out with a Pepsi Zero. So the ad that they came up with this weekend that they decided to spend their money on Mm -hmm. was to promote Pepsi Zero. And they did that with um, a new artist and a good oldie. Right. The new artist. Again, looking at the people, they're looking at Mm -hmm. people that are our age and people that are younger. They want want both. Now, the the new generation that was represented was an artist called Her. She's pretty rocking. Mm-hmm. She's a, a, an African-American woman. She plays the guitar. She plays the piano. She's got like kind of an edgy sound. And then the oldie, this is going to make all of us want to roll our eyes because, yes, we're all officially old, because the oldie <laughs> was Missy Elliott. Right. Who is super rad, by the way. Both of the ladies rocked it in the commercial. Now, the thing that's really cool about this is every little detail down to the soundtrack on you heard the that. commercial... And the color screams was a poke at Coca-Cola Zero. Yeah, the song that they used, the the lyrics, and they they didn't do the entire song, but the first line is, I have a red door and I want it painted black. Which 
Guess who red is? <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> and they actually show that with CGI. Yeah, the, the black, can. Yeah, coming up the And the thing the is, co- like, the initial, the initial coloring of the commercial is uh, with her. That's her name. That's... Okay. The band's name. Yeah, it's H very strange. H dot E dot R dot. Okay, whatever. But she's really, really cool, so I'm going to let it slide. But it opens up with her and a whole bunch of other people, and they're all dressed in red and white. Now, red with, like, white suspenders. Think of red with, like, the white ribbon, okay? It's very, very interesting. It's very, very reminiscent of Coca-Cola. So much so, in fact, that I tuned out for, like, five seconds of the ad and thought it was about Coke, like, the entire time. <laughs> now, not to be left out of the zero competition Mountain Dew did a zero drink also. They did a nod to The Shining. Uh, If y'all remember the movie The Shining, they did uh, uh, basically a reenactment of that, only he gives her a... The guy from Breaking Bad. Yeah, and then the girl from uh, Blackish. Yeah. All right, so I have a comment about this one. Okay. What? I mean, like, what? Okay, I, I, like, I, I liked The Shining. Okay, Stanley Kubrick, awesome, very cool. The imagery, the sounds, The Shining, really, really cool. Uh, it's a, such a strong, such a strong mm-hmm. sh- uh, movie with such strong imagery, right? Uh, it sticks with a person. Okay, and then you've got uh, Mountain Dew, and I mean, it's funny. But for me, honestly, the best part of that ad was at the very end with the Mountain Dew splashing through the hallway instead of the blood. blood. Now, that was really cool because that in and of itself is a super striking image. Well, let me me tell you how this likely happened. Um, If you remember several months ago, there was a resurgence in The Shining because the new movie, Dr. Sleep, was coming out. Saw it. So when... When there was, because if you, I don't know if you know this movie buff moment here, but there was The Shining, Stephen King didn't like it, he remade it again, um, and then they made Dr. Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining. That was announced, somebody in the agent somewhere went, you know what would be cool? And assuming that Dr. Sleep was going to be a really big hit, they decided to move forward with making this commercial to tie in with that. The only issue that you had, Dr. Sleep wasn't a really big hit. And I don't really know why, because I thought it was a really good movie. But um, yeah, it, it did not, was not quite the sensation. Maybe it's the competition that well, was Well, and the it really wasn't time. about Dr. Sleep, because if y'all know anything about anything, Dr. Sleep is very different than The Shining. I mean, as far as it, it, it really is. Yeah. So, I mean, if they wanted to do a, a, an homage to Dr. Sleep, they could have. I just, I didn't understand what Mountain Dew had to do with that. I, I understand what you're saying, and that makes sense, to capitalize on the popularity of this, in, this resurgency of Stephen Kingdom. <laughs> but, that's cool. Anyway, but I, I just felt like Mountain, I don't know, the cheekiness of it, the fact that it was kind of ridiculous, and um, I, I, I wasn't feeling it. It felt, right. fell flat for me. So the next one in the Cola Wars category was for Coca-Cola, and it was for coca-cola energy now this was an ad with martin scorsese and jonah hill do you remember it now oh yeah now the biggest thing one of the big things that i want to call out is we had three different drinks none of them were the main brand drinks they were all either the zero versions or now coca-cola is introducing coca-cola energy which don't they already own monster 
Well, anyway. we had the same thing for Bud Light Seltzer later too. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, there was there was an ad that they did for um, for Coca Cola Energy, which is I guess half Coke, half energy drink. Doesn't Coke already have caffeine in it? And um, and it had. What are they trying to do to us? <laughs> it had Jonah Hill, who was tired, and Martin Scorsese. Calls him from a party. I'm trying sorry. To, Are they friends? Did I know? Him. I didn't know this. Um, this this goes in the confusing category for me. Uh, it, it's so it, it's actually a good tie-in to that category which we're going to next because while I understood what was going on, I was like, "What? what? Let's use that to go into the." confusing category. Wow. All right. And with that, the first one that I want to talk about was actually the very first ad in the Super Bowl, and that was for Quibi. Now, Quibi, for most people, they had no idea what it was for. Nope. Still, Still don't. Because Quibi doesn't exist yet. <laughs> so they were introducing a um, a new entertainment Idea? app that is coming out in April. What? Okay, yeah. So it's kind of like TikTok, kind of like um, IGTV. Ten minute long episodes of something you can't you can't see anything yet. So we really have no idea what it is. But it was. Is it a way to introduce the name? I mean, I don't... Like what? It was, it was strange. When it first came out, I thought it was going to be uh, like the Prius ad that they had had the year before where the people were robbing the bank and they get into the Prius. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I think... First, I have to have a couple comments. The first one, based on what you said, Zachary, that just sounds like really poor timing. Now, you know, I understand wanting to capitalize on the Super Bowl. If you've got that kind of budget... Throw an ad on the Super Bowl, right? But then have your product ready. <laughs> I mean, you can't send it to yeah. something that doesn't exist yet. Yeah, everybody's not gonna, everybody's going to look. What is that? Oh, there's nothing we, I can do about know, it. You know, we don't know what their strategy is. They might have a drip campaign, meaning they might sprinkle in a lot of advertising in our face for the, over the next few mm-hmm. months, so that we and they better, or we're going to forget about it. Or maybe this is just a way to get investors. Maybe. Oh, you know, gosh, that's, that's a, possible that's a, that's too. That's a hell of a Kickstarter right there. That's a hell of an expensive Kickstarter. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So the next one that is on my confusing list, people may disagree with me for. But while it was sentimental, the Google ad you have no was heart. confusing because what was it for? Mm-hmm. Now, it was Google, obviously. It's like Siri. But for what? Was it for their smart speaker device? Was it for whatever they're going to use to replace, um, you know, uh, Google uh, Plus? What was what? I, I didn't. It was sentimental. I felt for the 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 man whose whose wife Loretta. I mean, I I, I got it in the in the heartstrings. Dude, you remembered but her name. In the end, what product was this for? Does it matter, you heartless <laughs> heartless man? No, you know what I think. I think it has something to do with the replacement for maybe a Siri product for Google. Which makes me think it's their version of Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like Google Home. You know, Google Home and Nest and stuff like that. But they never showed that. They didn't. Actually, that's happened several times throughout the ads that we saw last night where they were talking about products but not ever actually explaining what they did. So here's my, my thoughts on that. Very heartfelt, very sentimental, but a miss. Really? That's what I think. I... 
if okay. I can't go buy it afterwards, it was now it it, it affects the brand, yes, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what the product was. All right, so here's the next one. Now, when I was making notes for this spot, I noticed lots of things about it, but I wrote down the wrong name. <laughs> Ruh-roh. This ad was for St. Archer, which is beer. And they tried to do the Coke and Pepsi like and, and pit it against and have their, their competition in the ad. And their competition is obviously Michelob Ultra because they showed it more than they showed St. Archer, who is new, who I did not know. And so I thought the ad was going to be for Michelob Ultra. So again, a miss. As far as being targeted, they did the whistling solo from Guns N' Roses' Patience, which was extremely well done. I liked it from an aural standpoint. I liked the fact that they were showing, oh, they don't have my brand, so I must have Patience and go to the next door. Very well done. But you showed your competition so much, I didn't know who you were. Yikes. Okay, I have two comments on that. The first one is, how long is that song, though? Because, like, the sunset <laughs> during that, it was like, that's a, a very long he had version. To, he had to be patient. I mean, yeah. Now, like, did he if, sing if it you, really slowly, just, like, over you didn't and over know, If you didn't know what the song was, you missed a lot of the content, because there was no yeah. words at all. Yeah, I actually, uh, I recognized the song as being something I've heard before and I enjoyed, but I didn't know it was Patience by Guns N' Roses. Yep. Like, I'm sorry, just didn't know that. Sorry, sorry for all my 90s yeah, friends. It was from the, uh, the GNR Lies record. All right, so... The next one that I'm going to lump into the confusing category is from Squarespace. Now, Squarespace did an ad with the Winona Ryder in Winona, Minnesota, which, very clever, I get it, um, just not very well done. And this is another one that has a companion piece. Online, there's a companion spot that's like three minutes long that better explains what Winona is doing. If you had and to better so, explain it, then you, then it wasn't if, explained well to be- begin with. Because this seems like the companion piece was from before, if for some reason you were familiar with the before, then I guess the Super Bowl would have been somewhat of a, a payoff. But for me, um, I got it. Winona Ryder, Winona, the city, I, I get it. It's very smart. Um I, I don't I, think it was I smart at all. It. I think it was ridiculous. I'm like, I, oh. Well, I thought it was clever. I, I thought that part was clever. I think that Winona Ryder did a beautiful job. She was hysterical and sweet and adorable and everything. I mean, she de- she delivered lines. She delivered lines well. Bless her heart. Um, the fact that she's just like sitting in a snowbank and she's yeah. like, I'm designing a website right next to it's a like, roadside. What? I'm like, what the? F- <laughs> just, I don't want to like you know, disenchant our audience, but that's not where we build websites. Like we don't go to snow banks and build websites and do snow angels. And it was adorable. But then I'm like, what's, I don't, I don't understand why, but why are you out there? But I don't, well, if you watch She's, the the companion care. piece, the companion piece has her in a diner in Winona where she is talking with the waitress about what she is doing. And it explains it. She's trying to find herself. That would have been very useful oh. in the ad. Would have been very useful in the ad. All Okay, first of all, super fail. Because I didn't like the ad enough to go to YouTube to try to watch it again and then stumble upon this companion piece. I didn't like it that much. Yeah. And second of all, if I would have 
heard just that one line where the officer says, what are you doing out here, Winona? And she's like, just trying to find myself. Blammo. Roll credits. Call <laughs> right. it a day. Brilliance. Um, all right. So the next one that's on my confusing list is the Snickers commercial. Now, what Snickers did, for those of you that may have missed it, uh, they have the you're not yourself unless you you're, when you're hungry, right? So eat a Snickers and you become yourself. All right. So the whole, you know, it, this kind of falls in line with that where, you know, you're not yourself in, in when you're hungry. So you have a worse version of you. You eat a Snickers and all of a sudden you become yourself. And they do it where you have a, a celebrity that's playing a bad guy or a nuisance or whatever. And then he goes into a normal looking person. So it, it falls in that same line. But the idea is that the world is extremely messed up and they're going to fix it by feeding the world Snickers. I get it. They do a really good job of calling out everything that is wrong with the world right now and trying to, to fix it. The biggest issue that I have with this spot is the, the, the stretch that it takes to say that it's the world, the Earth's problem, versus society's problem. Because <laughs> everything that they described was societal and not global Earth world. So feeding the Earth Snickers, not going to fix it. <laughs> I loved this commercial. I loved it because I am a cynical, sarcastic, <laughs> sick of everything person. And I just think it's hysterical. I think one of the things that Snickers does really well is that it is, um, uh, it's cheeky, but it's also, it's like sarcastic. It, it likes to turn, turn people on themselves a little bit. And one of the things I like about this is that at every turn, it is making fun of all of us. <laughs> Yes. And how trivial we are, and how uh, first of all, I will say this, not to hammer the Coke thing again, but we've been up to our eyeballs in Coca-Cola for a while now, so bear with me. The beginning of the ad is very reminiscent of the Hilltop commercial. It was. Want to buy the world that. a Coke? O only out of key. Every well, everybody <laughs> coming together in this like grassy knoll to like talk about saving the world with this product, and you mean if we get a. If everyone gets a Snickers, it'll solve the world's problems? And the guy's like, nope. That, that would have been better if they gave the world a Snickers because that, that goes to society. That would have made sense to me. I'd like to buy the world a Snickers. That would have been good. Yeah. But burying it in the earth, I, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. Which brings up the last one that I have in the what, what? category, which is Donald Trump's ad. So Snickers talked about how divisive the world is, which enter Donald Trump. Um, if you didn't know who Alice Johnson was, this spot made no sense to you whatsoever. Mm. If you didn't know the story behind Alice Johnson, this ad was very different for you than those of us that know the story of Alice Johnson and the unlikely hero in this story is actually not Donald Trump. <laughs> the unlikely hero in this story was actually a Miss Kim Kardashian. Right. But I am proud of her for this. She did a, she did a wonderful job. She did a lot of research. She did a lot of campaigning uh, as far as privately with Donald Trump about this issue. She did her homework, and she was vital 
to the pardoning of Miss Alice Johnson. Okay, so now that you know that, Donald Trump was like, okay, fine. I, I smell what you're cooking. I'm picking up what you're putting down. That's right. I'm going to make the call. Donald Trump uh, used his executive powers to make the call. Pardon Miss Johnson. It's super heavy. Super heavy in the middle of, of a Super Bowl. Okay, ad. well, this brings me to something that I wanted to talk about. And you just opened that can, so we're going to do it right now. Ha. The idea of the Super Bowl ads having a have any political uh, agenda mm-hmm. at all. So how do you guys at home, and, and Zachary, how do you feel about, you know, um, consumerism's biggest night of funny, you know, uh, dogs and Post Malone and, and beer and celebrities and Sofia Vergara being covered in smuts yeah. and all of a sudden having political ads in the middle of it? Well, I think that, uh, since you asked... I think that a lot of this has to do with Jay-Z, believe it or not. Uh, Jay-Z and his management company um, have been involved in the Super Bowl halftime show for the last several years. And they have all, the halftime shows, have had a political element to them. All of them. Some to different degrees. This halftime show had um, the Puerto Rican... Uh, statements. We will talk about the the we halftime will. show, but not yet. Don't get we excited. Will. But I think that uh, I think that political ads in the middle of it, um, or political statements in the middle of halftime, I don't like it. That's a preference. Um, if if I'm there to be entertained, I do not want some political statement in the middle. I don't want political statement in my entertainment, no matter what it is. That's movies. That's I mean, I don't want it in any of it. But that's me. Yeah, there was a, a competing ad from Mayor Bloomberg about George Kemp's mother. It was about George Kemp um, passing away um, and gun control. And uh, he obviously is a Democratic candidate. And so the ad was a Democratic candidate. And I think he's independent, isn't he? Mm, he's not Trump. <laughs> um, and, and it was very, um, it was very heavy, and it was very sad. And but to your point. So was Alice Johnson's ad, and it's like they weren't trying to entertain you at all. They were really trying to grab your yeah. heartstrings, and it, it, in a way, it was very distracting. Um, and it was very, it really kind of, it was like the no fun police, you know? It like sucked you out of the fun of Super Bowl ads for a minute yeah. to remind you that the world is still very political and it's only going to get worse. So, Mr. Trump, understand why you did it? Stop didn't, it. Didn't really like it. Stop it. Okay, so speaking of the Super Bowl halftime show, we are going to take a break right now. We're going to have our halftime show? We're going to have our halftime I'm going to put Zachary in a see-through sequin outfit. (laughs) And then when we get back, I'm going to make him dance around uh, with some fringe around the table and entertain all of you guys. Or maybe we'll just talk about Super Bowl halftime show when we return. First, we're going to hear a little something from our sponsors. Join us in a second. All righty. Straight Shot is brought to you by Reformation Productions, a full-service marketing agency in Atlanta, Georgia, helping companies promote and communicate their business in the most efficient and effective ways possible through straight-line marketing. Find out more by visiting reformationpro.com or call 678-825-8086. Reformation Productions. Think in straight lines. Hey, guys. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little break because uh, we're about to head on in with the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. It's the halftime show. It's the straight shot halftime show. It is the straight shot halftime show. Minus all the sequins, feathers, and crotch shots. Woohoo! Because you don't want to see that. And neither did we. All right. That brings up 
the social media buzz that's going on right now as far as the halftime show. There are people that are bent out of shape because of the sexuality that was involved in the halftime show. To which I say, not a surprise. That that's how you know the the whole Shakira. This is her thing, man. I was not surprised. I don't at know all. what the problem was with Shakira. Well, you talk about the pole dancing. Okay, so um, Shakira rocks my socks. J Lo, the most beautiful woman on the planet, rocks my socks. The fact that she can do like a human flagpole on a human stripper pole or a non-human stripper pole is kind of amazing. Don't get me wrong. However. And yes, we all are aware of Shakira shaking her hips and undulating. They don't lie. They don't. And the undulating (laughs) weirdness that is her stomach, the fact that she is a human noodle, is amazing. However, costume choices for Miss Lopez, I feel like we're not Super Bowl friendly. I get it. However, there are a lot of people up in arms with people that are up in arms about it. You know, they should be free to do whatever they want. It's like your kids have never seen a woman's body before. I mean, okay, I have a nine-year-old, and I don't need the crotch shots. I don't need my yeah. son staring right into vagina. Am I allowed to say vagina? Because vagina. I Pro- mean, probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's, but that's all it was. I mean, it was uh, the the camera angles were lower than the performers, which is understandable since the performers are up on a pedestal, and because of that, there was some. Um, um, questionable camera angles yes. that were repeated a lot, and, and the, the wardrobe, wardrobe choices. And there was a part of the um, there was a part of the where the girls were a little were dressed a little bit more. I think they just had more glitter on, more fringe or something like that, and it was beautiful and it was great. I just didn't I just didn't need it. I didn't need Jennifer Lopez to be naked so much because she is beautiful. She is fifty years old. She rocks my socks off. I want to be her when I grow up. It's never going to happen, but she is amazing and she has a great body we all know that we all know that that's not what's on sale here so i just felt like she she was trying a little too hard to prove that she still got it and a lot of people agree with you and um shakira lord help me if that woman doesn't make tying her shoelaces look like a blast (laughs) she looks like she has the most fun ever no matter what she's doing um i feel like I, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with Shakira's, uh, you know, hips and her undulating, and I, I, I guess it was more of a costume decision. Even the stripper poles didn't bother me too bad, except for the fact that she was very scantily clad. On top of that, it was just very confusing. I'm like, do we not? And my thought was, Janet Jackson is sitting at home right now. <laughs> she is pissed. You know, because uh, well, she got called out of the Super Bowl for that, a wardrobe malfunction. That was a bit more, but now that just we're just a just a just a tidbit. <laughs> now, now that we're done talking about the sexuality of the, of the, the oh yeah, the and then there was show. also his her daughter was in it. J-Lo's yes. daughter was so in it. So let's move on to the political parts that we mentioned before. I'd rather talk um, about sex. Thank you. She very much. did have um, a nod to uh, Hispanic culture in. America. So Latina a couple of culture. things that a lot of people probably missed. Um, one was the Puerto Rican flag because she is from Puerto Rican parents. Um, and the other is the little girl that was singing. That was her daughter. Yes, that was Emma. And what she was singing. Emma Munoz. What she was singing is born in the USA. Puerto Rican descent, born in the USA. That's the point. 
the thing that I liked about it as far as political stuff goes is it wasn't heavy handed. Mm-hmm. She she made she made her statement. I got it. But it wasn't heavy handed. So uh, the don't forget about Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico itself, with because they're still going through a really, really hard time. Yeah, we and tend then, to forget that Puerto Rico is part of the United States. Remembering the diversity of America, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I thought that was was well done. And I think Jennifer Lopez in every uh, in every performance that she does, she does a nod to her Puerto Rican ancestry. She knows where she knows where she came from. She does. She's still Jenny from the block. Uh, she used to have a little, and now she has a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on from the Super Bowl. Do you have anything else about the Super Bowl before we move along? About the halftime show? The halftime show, yeah. Um, no. All right, so my next category, which is the largest category, has to do with using celebrities so celebrity endorsement everywhere um and uh we'll kind of move around let's start with the one that i thought was the worst oh so oh the the you want to guess which one it is is it the one that you have the, asterisked in no, your notes no not. oh good um, that's one i like no the hulu ad with tom brady oh um, i didn't see that one again we're playing off the idea of the fact that he's retired twenty seven times and him him you know mentioning it again. So there was a tie in with football. I, I get the tie in with football, um, but I'm kind of over Tom Brady. There's a lot of people that are still not over him though. So I want to be over him too. Go away, Tom. So that was that was my thoughts on that one. Uh, now the next there's so many really good ones in in this category um another one that i thought was uh, was fairly simple uh but good was the audi commercial which had the girl from game of thrones Arya stark her name's uh, Maisie williams mm-hmm. uh, had her in it singing let it go which of course is from frozen in any time you can tie in Arya stark from game of thrones i'm i'm He's all for like it a so super geek about game of thrones <laughs> All right. So she was my she was my favorite character in it. I did not like the ad. I it was very odd to me. Now, first of all, like what are they trying to say with the ad? Is the payoff really just at the end when she says the cold doesn't bother me anyway? Because I don't. Well, the cold doesn't bother me anyway. Goes in with winter is coming. She's from Winterfell. But winter is not coming. It's already here. (laughs) That's what's so frustrating to me. Completely confusing. Let me rewrite this for you. All right, Audi, you're welcome. This is a little bit of free advertising for you. Now, what if she would have gotten, you know, she had run to the car. It's cold outside. It's very obviously cold outside. Everybody's cold. She gets in the car, rolls her windows down, and is just driving through, stuck in traffic. And then everybody's still yelling and hollering, and she sees people outside shaking, and they're cold. People are running to their cars because they're, they don't, they want to get to their cars, or they're scratching the ice off their windshields, and they're all crabby about it, or... Everything that makes us upset in the wintertime, the snow plow plows in the car. If anybody ever lives in the city, they know that d- delicious gem. When the Some, Somebody's from Chicago. Through, right? When the snow plow comes through and plows your car in and you can't get out and then just leave like a little note that says, you know, you shouldn't have parked here to begin with. Um, love the Chicago police. Anyway, um, then she's in her car with the windows down and that's when she says something about, well, the cold never bothered me anyway. Now that would have been really yes. interesting to me. It made ab- the whole commercial made completely no sense to me, and it was like, just it's really cold out. For, I mean, honestly, today it's like seventy two in Georgia, but 
for most everybody else, it's very, very cold out. It's February. And so, I mean, it would have made more sense to have something that capitalized on the coolness if she's singing about snow. Jennifer. What? Let it go. Oh, my God. I can't let it go. <laughs> the whole time this ad is happening, I'm like, I can't let this. This this is re- like I wanted the commercial to just go. All right. So speaking of letting it go, the next one is MC Hammer. <laughs> oh. MC Hammer was in the Cheetos commercial. Um, oh That's nightmare fuel is what that is. One thing is MC Hammer let it go. <laughs> the other, the other man has some bills is, to pay. The good thing is Cheetos took a negative and spun it and made a commercial out of it. How many times have you seen a kid with Cheetos on their hand? And they, they, so yeah, the, kids, not, not us or yeah, anything. So can't touch this. I get it. That's smart. MC Hammer trying to get paid. I think the idea, you know, like you said, the idea of the ad where you're, my hands are too cheesy. I can't mm-hmm. help you move. I can't do this paperwork. I can't hold your baby. Sorry. Yeah. Like, that's really ingenious. And the whole, like, can't touch this, can't touch this. Fantastic. I thought that was such a wonderful way to uh, actually use something that's kind of negative about the product. Right, right. Flip know. it on its ear. All right, so let's move on to, to some of the better ones. Um, so what I want to talk about in this next one, there, there are pieces of this that I did not like, but overall uh, I thought it was creative. And I did think that this one was Super Bowl worthy. And that is the Alexa ad. Now, the Alexa ad starts out with uh, Ellen DeGeneres and, you know, I wonder what life was like before Alexa because now life is so simple with Alexa. So then it goes through the rest of the commercial uh, with different time periods in different variations of the name Alexa, calling out different things that Alexa does in, in very creative, time-sensitive uh, ways. So I thought it was a very um, creative um, way to, to bring that story. I actually felt like this whole ad was written by Ellen DeGeneres because it's it totally might have been. it's totally her personality, and I love her with the fiery passion of Seven Sons. So anything she says to me is just liquid gold. But sorry, that was really obsessive. <laughs> it's true, I do love you. She had done a couple other Alexa commercials prior to the Super Bowl that were not nearly as fleshed out as this one that they debuted was, but. Where, you know, uh, Portia spills some wine and, and something. And she's like, oh, shoot. And she's like, it's okay. I'll order us a new bottle. Alexa, order us a new bottle. And then all of a sudden, you know, Ellen says, well, what would, what would we do before Alexa? And then that's the end of the ad. My brain kind of was like, oh, yeah, we've that's a new one. But we've seen these already. And then there's like, it goes into, Alexa, turn down the heat. And then it's like 18th century. This woman like takes a piece of the fire out of the fireplace and throws it out the window. And it's hysterical. <laughs> Three more in this category. So the next one, I think, did a, a good job of tying in again with something in our culture from the last year. Um, and that was the Doritos commercial, which had Sam Elliott in it. And it had oh, Lord. Little Nas X. And oh, if you don't Lord, know his yeah. name, you know the song. Old Town Road. I thought it was well done as far as the use of Sam Elliott. Now, a lot of people had no idea. The younger people had no idea who Sam Elliott was. So, again, it was trying to pair up older generation. We would know Sam Elliott. Younger generation would know Little Nas X, Little Something. And using a song that everybody knows from uh, the past year. And I like the humor with Sam Elliott trying to dance and then the horse saying no. And Well done. 
Oh, gosh, Zachary. No. Just so no. First of all, I saw a meme going around Facebook about this ad when someone was talking about Sam somebody's uh, mustache, and the meme was screen captured and pushed around as talking about it, and they had Sam Elliott's name wrong. Like, people didn't even... I forgot what they called, like, Sam... Waterston, or they like called him some other old dude Sam. They have no idea. I'm like, you shut your mouth if you don't know yeah. who Sam Elliott is. Okay, so first of all, very creepy. Did not enjoy Sam Elliott's mustache. Sam Elliott's mustache should, first of all, no, I'm a fan of Sam Elliott's mustache. Let me clarify. Should have a shrine? I, I do not believe that Sam Elliott's mustache should ever move that way. That is unnatural and it was off putting again. I, uh, I don't know. It, it was weird. Like, I didn't enjoy it because. It was redefining the Wild West and what a cowboy is. Yeah. And I think what we all think of as a cowboy is definitely Sam Elliott. I mean, he plays a huge part in our shaping of what an old cowboy is. Well, there was actually three celebrities in this. And the last one was Mr. Achy Breaky Heart. I actually kind of love Billy Ray Cyrus making his part, cameos and his stuff. His part was the best one. It was like, I'm not getting up there and dancing. Because everybody knows he did the Yankee Breaky. So Zachary right? and I giggled like schoolgirls when he said that. And the rest of the uh, generation iPhone in the room were like, whoa? <laughs> they Who's the was. old guy? Like, Let's talk about Jason Momoa. Speaking of strange. <laughs> so Jason Momoa did an ad that I thought was humorous and <laughs> and in brand with who he is because you have to remember him as a celebrity he's building his own brand and one of the things that he's doing is making fun of himself and his celebrity status so you have all of these photoshop memes because everything is social media oriented you have all these photoshop memes where people are bulking up and instead he took off his muscles it became so great you know skinny wirely arms man uh, I mean, it was creeptastic, but I loved it. I thought it was hysterical. I like the fact that Jason Momoa... He took his hair off. Yes, I thought the fact that he's poking fun at everybody's view of him and everything. and It was super creepy. It's amazing what computers can do these days. Now, we took, we took comments from, uh, from people on several different social media platforms. And this is one that got the most comments. People liked... The Jason Momoa ad. It was yeah. one of the one of the winners of the night. It was that one, and one we'll talk about in the middle in a minute. The Jeep commercial. Yes, that one also yes, got yes. a lot hold, of comments. But the Jason Momoa one. My favorite comment that I got from Amy was that it was fantasy destroying. <laughs> <laughs> that one made me laugh. It was just really really funny because so many people were enraged at what this did to their fantasies. <laughs> I thought it was great because he was making fun of his own image, which yes. he still has, by the way. Oh yeah, and Lisa Bonet so. making her little cameo at the end there was just priceless because she's kind of a uh, she's always been very supportive of his career, but she's also taken a, quite a back seat and mm-hmm. letting him shine a lot of the time. So to have her kind of pop in there was really exciting. Now, this ad actually has a companion piece that you can find Ooh. online, which is just another, it's a lot shorter. It's another one where you can see him relaxing at home and he is just Even creepier. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. I think most people are going to pass on that. Um, all right. When that brings us to. What I think is the best one in this category, and that is the Post Malone Bud Light Seltzer (laughs) ad. Now, this one was not really, it wasn't really surprising to me. It was just well done. 
the part that really tipped it for me was they well let me I guess first let me explain the ad to you. In Do you the want to explain who post ad, post Malone is? Post Malone is one of the new people that sings and has face tattoos. But he, well done, Zachary. That was, about sums it up. He was uh, he went into a convenience store and he's trying to buy something and then it goes into the whole inside out you know movie thing where you see his emotions inside him that are trying to decide what he's going to do so and they all of course have face tattoos as well and they decide uh he's like oh what's that that's Bud Light Seltzer well that's not what we get we get this and so his brain starts arguing and it throws his body all over the place and he completely wrecks the store um which I thought was was funny and with his personality I thought it was good I also thought it was good that the one the, the reason I guess or whatever emotion she plays was like guys we're rich because he is. And, and, Oops. <laughs> and he's like, I'll get both. And so then Post Malone stands up and goes, I'll get both. So I thought that was well done. The piece that I really liked about it is after that spot aired, this is how good the production people are. After that spot aired and the show came back on, the very next time that they were talking about sponsorships, they zoomed in on two of the actors from the commercial, not Post Malone, in the crowd, interacting with each other. I thought it was brilliantly Holding done. Holding Bud Lights. Brilliantly done. Right, and that's what's interesting is that everybody in um – Everybody in Post Malone's head had face tattoos, just like him. Yeah. So if you guys don't really understand who Post Malone is, for all of our older business you know, people, that anybody over like fourteen, okay. <laughs> so Post Malone is a, a rapper. He's more of a singer now these days. He's the guy that you take one look at and you automatically don't like. Yeah, he started got, the face tattoo thing. Well, except yeah, for Mike Tyson. He's got face tattoos, neck tattoos. He looks like he just rolled out of bed. Looks like he smells like you know. Um, patchouli, you know, but I tell you what, if this guy doesn't grow on you, he is like, his personality really shines anytime you see him in an interview or on stage or anything. He's like the sweetest guy and his, his image is very strange because it doesn't really fit in any box that's already out there. So one thing that I liked about this commercial is it allowed Post Malone to kind of be Post Malone and all of his weirdness. And in fact, it gave us a, a sneak peek into the decision-making process inside this particular <laughs> star's head, you know, and the fact that they paid so much attention to detail that all of the people that make Post Malone tick have his face tattoos. Yeah. And then when Zachary was talking about them zooming in on two stars, they still had all the face tattoos still yeah. on them, which was just So really you could hilarious. recognize them. Yeah. yeah. And they were, they were still... Sponsored the super funny Budweiser. Super funny. Um, all right, so now we're going to go to the last category, which I simply call good. Bueno. These are good spots, but they don't necessarily fit in any of the other categories. Uh, and the first one that I want to talk about is actually for Facebook, a specific part of Facebook, which is Facebook groups. Yeah. Which is an odd thing to have a commercial for because you don't buy it. But it was the I Want to Rock, and it was all about different rock groups, all different types of rock, rocking chairs, rocking rock climbing. stones, rock climbing, rock music, rock this. So rocking chairs. It was very smartly done as far as how it brought all of that together. So from a creative standpoint, I thought it was a, a very well done spot, very you know good use of a D. Snyder's song there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was well well done. 
Uh, and it, it doesn't, I mean, it wasn't overly special. We've seen a Facebook group uh, ad before that was uh, different than this one, but uh, I thought it was good. So I wanted to mention it. One thing that, that's interesting about this one is that this just really drives home the idea of positivity and inclusion and participation and community that we see threaded through all of the ads this season. Yeah. Um, this sense of, you know, you know, no, no special attention to race, no special attention to religion, unfortunately, a slight participation in politics, but otherwise everything that threads us all together and makes us united. And these Facebook group, this Facebook group commercial really did just that. Is if, if you were in Facebook and you went into the search bar and you typed in the word rock and, and search for groups, and that's all you typed in was rock, you would get all these random groups that either have the word rock in it or describe themselves as being about rocks or whatever. And that's what they showed. Groups of these people together was really great. The thing that made it, that really punched it, was at the very end you got what was the first of two surprise cameos. The first one is Chris Rock uh, on the steps of what Philadelphia mm-hmm. Art Museum of Art. I can't remember what it is. From the Rocky movie. From the Rocky movie. He's like, who did you expect? Yeah, you know, he's jumping around. You think it's going to be Rocky Balboa. And he turns around and it's Chris Rock. And he's like, who did you expect? And you're like, oh, ha, 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 that's funny. And then just as soon as you start, start to think that, then Sylvester Stallone pops around the corner. He's like, they're expecting me. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I yeah. found myself, along with everybody else in the room, cheering, yes. like audibly yelping, like, woohoo, because yep. th- that is who we wanted to see. Yep, yep. It was, that was very well done. Um, the next one that I want to talk about was one that um, was different, but very, very relatable in nowadays. And that was for a company called Dashlane. Dashlane.com. Now, I had never heard of Dashlane before, but I understood exactly what they were by the commercial, and I commiserated. So this is, you know, you, you have, it's very cross-cultural, actually. You have somebody that's in a boat, uh, you know, crossing the river sticks with, you know, the Grim Reaper, you know, again, cross-cultural in the background, and then the heavens open up. Oh, that's where we're going? And then he has to give his password. And like <laughs> so many of us, he doesn't know his password. And so this is for a, you know, password service that remembers all of your multiple passwords for you. But I thought it was creative and, and well done. And, you know, basically when you're when you're done and you can't remember and, you know, you've run out of attempts, you're going to hell. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> or at least you'll feel like you're in hell. I thought this was a cool idea, but it never actually says what dashlane.com no is. but it does give the url where you can you have an idea well that's the and thing then you can go there it and never see what actually it is. says what the product is or does is it an app is it a website is right. it something you're going to have to download to a smartphone is it um a product you can purchase and carry around with you right like what is it exactly so i found that that was kind of frustrating in a way but possibly that is what was so intriguing about the commercial was that it makes you go to yeah. figure out what it I is. I would like to know how many people were prompted to go look them up immediately. I mean, yeah, you could probably gather it has something to do with password storage, of course. Yep. And I totally agree with you. The imagery of it was super cool. Yep. Super cool. All right. So the winner of the night for me <laughs> is the next one, which was unexpected for me. Um, and that had to do with yesterday. Yesterday, because it was yesterday for us when we were recording this. Yesterday was... 
Super Bowl Day, yes, but it was also Groundhog Day. And Jeep had a commercial about Groundhog Day. Not just the day, but the movie. And I thought that was great. I think, you know, first of all, there was two celebrities. Well, three celebrities. Well, four celebrities in that commercial. <laughs> the Groundhog, Fred, Ned Ryerson, yeah. Bill Murray, and Groundhog Day was the star. And the thing that I found that was so interesting about that was it was really cool for Jeep to remember a holiday that nobody else would. Yep. None of us woke up Sunday morning and was like, woo, it's Groundhog Day. We were all like, Super Bowl, you know, got to go get groceries or whatever. Got to go to the parties. Got to go do the thing. Nobody was thinking about the Groundhog. And one of the things, I mean, every once in a while, you're like, oh, yeah, did did they see the... Did the groundhog see that? Uh, what you know? People try to catch up with it, but nobody remembers that it's the groundhog day. So the fact that Jeep was you know capitalizing on the idea that they were going to celebrate this holiday Absolutely. that everybody else forgot in a way that is the way we now remember Groundhog Day and how we celebrate it is with that movie with Bill Murray. You know, getting to do the same thing over and over again. And like I said, one of the cameo, one of the stars of the commercial was that groundhog. And the montage that he had of silly little adventures with this little rodent was hysterical. I loved it. It was endearing. It makes us all love Bill Murray like we all didn't already. But, (laughs) you know, the movie is great. And it brought all of us back to, oh, yeah, it's Groundhog Day. Yep. I thought it was very, very, very well done. Okay, Zachary, what is our straight shot? What did we learn from all of these Super Bowl commercials? Um, all right, so I think there there are a couple lessons that we could pull away since lessons is kind of our thing here. Um, one is uh, there it's the the Super Bowl time period, their slot. It's a great way to release an ad campaign that you're going to use all year long. Now for those companies that aren't spending $5.6 million on you know, one ad. Um, you can do it in other ways where you have a big release and then use that campaign uh, throughout the year. So uh, that sort of practice, I think, is smart. The other is series are good. Anything you can do to elongate and keep interest in a particular uh, marketing tool is smart. Again, we do it a lot in social media. Um, it's done in uh, in commercials all the time. This was done. All the commercials were in the same show. But continuing series, uh, you see it a lot with Progressive and Flow, where you have a campaign and you just kind of make a series out of it where they stand alone, but they also stand together. And uh, and that generally works too. So there's a, a best practice for you there um, as well. Uh, another thing is uh, using extended versions of commercials as video, uh, web videos, also companion videos that are web videos. That's another uh, good practice that uh, we can see being used here in the Super Bowl. And then um, celebrity endorsement is forever going to be popular every because you're tagging on to somebody that the world already likes. So if your demographic likes a certain celebrity, it's really easy. Um, it's not cheap, but it's easy to connect with your audience in that fashion, which brings up the next point, which is connect with your audience. 
Doritos uh, did that. St. Archer did that with the use of the, the GNR uh, song. Walmart did that uh, with knowing who is spending money and, and using things that we grew up with. Again, know your target audience. We say that all the time in the show. Know your target audience. Huge, 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 because that's what everything creative is built around. You're going to spend a lot of money. Yeah. You better spend it in the right place on the right people. Um, the next is co-branding is smart. Um, co-branding is when you find somebody else that shares your same audience and you come together to make better use of your budget and the recognition of the other companies. So co-branding really, really helps. Uh, sometimes it's hard because companies are selfish and they want to do their own thing. But if you can come together with another company that's not competition and it is mutually beneficial, co-branding, very, very smart, very wise, lots of ROI uh, with that. So, And then as far as the missteps that we saw today, um, one of the lessons from this is if you're going to do a commercial, Make sure that it communicates who you are. Um, if I don't know who you are, I don't need to see your commercial. So I think that's a, a big thing with uh, a lot of the misses from ton from tonight, from yet last night, is uh, if if you know you do a shot and I don't I don't know who did the commercial, doesn't help you any. Well, guys, that about wraps it up. So thank you for joining us for this episode about the Super Bowl commercial discussions. Um, remember that you can always subscribe and comment uh, if you have opinions or questions or things that you want to say about our particular episodes. It really helps us out to know what you're thinking. Let us know if we mentioned your favorites from the Super Bowl, if you think there are a few that we missed. As we said before, we didn't talk about all of the ads that were shown during the Super Bowl, just the ones that made the biggest impression on us, for yes. better or for worse. Um, but we will put links to all the companion and uh, companion pieces and extended versions um, up as episode level bonus content in our app in case you miss it. Yeah, so if you want to go find some of the, the ads that we talked about today, we'll have uh, the, the links, like she said, listed. Um, when you go to look for it on the app, um, there's there's several different places to find bonus content. This is episode level bonus content, so you have to go to the episode, then click on the GIF. It's not out with everybody else. It's specific to this episode. With this episode, yeah. right. And speaking of episodes, the next time you hear from us, it will be having we will have an episode about podcasting and how it can be useful in business. Yes, yes. yes. We've been doing this for a while. We think we could talk about it. <laughs> so uh, I actually did a, a seminar recently um, on uh, how businesses can engage in this phenomena, which is podcasting. So we'll explore that. Absolutely. Anyway, thanks again for playing along with us today. We hope you enjoyed the commercials. We hope you enjoyed us talking about all the commercials and that you'll <laughs> stick around and then listen to us talk about more amazing stuff on Straight Shot Marketing Podcast. Until then, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086 extension 300 or you can email us at info at straightshot.net be sure to download the straight shot podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows 
This has been Straight Shot. <laughs>